As companies expand to the cloud, asset visibility worsens. The Jupyter One Cyber Asset Management Platform helps you get it back. Jupyter One provides context, understanding, and visibility into your entire cyber asset attack surface with over 150 integrations, including AWS, Google Cloud, Azure, and more. Jupyter One helps you answer complex security and infrastructure questions, understand the contextual relationships between assets, and build the foundation for your security program. Try it for yourself. Get started with your free Jupyter One account today. This episode is sponsored by Hunters. Hunters is a SOC platform that ingests data from your IT and security tools and applies a built-in detection engine encoded with hundreds of TTPS, attack methodologies, and threat intelligence. Security teams use Hunters to reduce mean time to detect and respond by automatically investigating, correlating, and prioritizing suspicious events. Combining Hunters SOC platform with Snowflake's data lake can help your security team achieve greater coverage at a predictable cost and mitigate threats faster more reliably than a scene. Visit hunters.ai to learn more. Hello, and welcome to your weekly cloud security news with Shilpi. Thank you to our partners, JupyterOne and Hunters. Microsoft has released a blog this week confirming that in December 2021, they mitigated a vulnerability in the Azure Automation Service. Microsoft shared that due to the vulnerability, a user running an automation job in Azure Sandbox could have acquired the managed identity tokens of other automation jobs, allowing access to the resources within the automation account's managed identity. Microsoft thanked Yanir Sarimi of Orca Security, who reported this vulnerability and confirmed that it has not detected any evidence of misuse of tokens. Orca Security has called this vulnerability AutoWarp a critical vulnerability in the Azure Automation Service that allowed unauthorized access to other Azure customer accounts using the service. This attack could mean full control over resources and data belonging to the targeted account, depending on the permissions assigned by the customer. On more things Microsoft, they have recently announced the public preview of CloudNox Permission Management, an extension to CloudNox Security which they acquired in July of last year. This is leaning into their multi-cloud vision and is intended to offer detailed visibility into all identities and their permissions granted and permissions used across your cloud infrastructure so you can uncover any action performed by any identity on any resource. This is not limited to just user identities but also workload identities such as virtual machines, access key containers and scripts across the three key cloud providers AWS, Google Cloud and Microsoft Azure. The dashboard is intended to give you an overview of your organization's permission profile to locate where the riskiest identities and resources are across your infrastructure. Google announced this week Google Cloud CLI's preview release of Declarative Export for Terraform. Now, what is that, you may say? Well, Declarative Export allows you to export the current state of your Google Cloud infrastructure into a descriptive file compatible with Terraform or Google's KRM Declarative Tooling. A common gap in infrastructure-as-code workflows on Google Cloud is how to actually create an HCL Terraform file describing all their Google Cloud resources and their state if your organization did not start your cloud journey this way. 
As Google describes it, it would be like trying to drop the blueprints of your house after the house was already built, step by step by people in the field without documentation of what happened and in what order. Declarative export would make it easier to migrate existing Google Cloud resources to Terraform. It also protects you from incorrect configuration and drift. A few years ago, you may have heard of Native with a K, an open source Kubernetes based platform for building, deploying and managing serverless and event driven applications. It was founded by Google in 2018 and subsequently developed a close partnership with IBM, Red Hat, VMware and SAP. The project has since grown thanks to collaboration and contributors from more than 1800 different individuals in the community. Native brings the ability to build and deploy serverless components in the context of Kubernetes. It's a meta platform, a platform of platforms. It is meant for platform companies to build an additional application layer exposed to developers. While native comes with the core building blocks and the infrastructure needed for serverless, it lacks developer experience layer. Platform companies like Google, IBM, VMware, and Red Hat build additional tooling on top of native to enhance the developer experience. This week, the Cloud Native Computing Foundation has accepted it as an incubating project. What does that mean? Reports are that the acceptance of Native by CNCF is a critical milestone in the evolution of the project as the community will confidently embrace Native, resulting in the accelerated adoption of serverless technologies. Researchers at security consultancy Cloudal have found that they were able to bypass both Google Cloud Platform and Amazon Web Services Web App Firewalls just by making a post request more than 8 kilobytes in size. Google Cloud Armor provides a rule-based policy framework that can be used by customers of Google Cloud Platform to mitigate various types of common web application attacks. The Cloud Armor service has documented limitation of 8 kilobytes as a maximum size of web requests it will inspect. According to Cloudal, this is similar to well-documented 8 kilobyte limitation of AWS web application firewall However, in the case of Cloud Armor, the limitation is not as widely known and is not presented to customers as prominently as the limitations in AWS. The issue can be exploited by crafting an HTTP post request with a body size exceeding 8 kilobyte size limitation of Cloud Armor. An attacker with the knowledge of this limitation would be better placed to exploit any vulnerabilities that may present in an underlying application. If you're a customer of Google Cloud using Cloud Armor, you can configure a custom Cloud Armor rule to block the HTTP request when the request body is larger than the 8 kilobytes. You can read more about this on our website and also Cloudal's article on the 8 kilobyte limitation of the AWFF. Axonius, who you may have previously heard about on Cloud Security Podcast, has closed a 200 million Series E funding at 2.6 billion valuation this week. Best known for their cybersecurity asset management platform, Axonius was founded in 2017 and till date has raised a total of 655 million. The last one isn't a cloud security news, but one that caught our attention. AWS has launched a customer carbon footprint tool. Customers can now calculate the environmental impacts of the AWS workloads with the new customer carbon footprint tool. The forecasted emissions are based on current usage and show how a customer's carbon footprint will change as Amazon hopes to power its operations with 100% renewable energy by 2025, five years ahead of its original target of 2030, and drive towards net zero carbon by 2040 as part of the climate pledge. Makes us wonder what our other cloud providers are doing for positive climate impacts. If you know of some, send it through to us on our cloudsecuritypodcast.tv website. 
A last little tidbit to leave you with. Last week, we covered a research shared by Mandiant about cold raw ransomware. Hot off the press, Google has announced its intent to acquire Mandiant, stating that it has signed a definitive agreement to acquire Mandiant, a leader in dynamic cyber defense and response for $23 per share and an all-cash transaction valued at approximately $5.4 billion, inclusive of Mandiant's net cash. Upon the close of acquisition, Mandiant will join Google Cloud. With this addition of Mandiant, Google Cloud is hoping to even further enhance its security offering to deliver an end-to-end security operation suite with even greater capabilities to support customers across their cloud and on-premise environment. Do let us know what you think about this acquisition and how it plays into Google Cloud security. This has been your Cloud Security News for this week. Thank you so much for listening.